What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here. Thank you for joining us for the Red Hot Real Estate Show with Mimi Shoneman, your host from the Red Hot Real Estate Group, your super real estate agent. Hello again, Mimi. Good morning. So I know you're always out there busy, and I remind people, I say super real estate agent intentionally because they, they think that you're so Hollywood that you're only like a radio star when no, you are out there boots on the ground getting people into the house of their dreams. Okay, so my first job is I'm a licensed real estate professional Correct. in Minnesota and Wisconsin. There we go. And I do this real estate show uh, to, you know, get the word out. Yes. You know, let people know. That Share some knowledge, help people yeah. what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yep, so this is not my full-time job. Right. Nor do I get paid for it. <laughs> no, you come in, you impart knowledge, you know, you help people figure out how to get into their home or like transition from whatever home they're in. You give them all this great information, but you are a licensed realtor. I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think it's an interesting job. And I applaud you because I just, we were just talking about this last night, me and some of my comedian friends. We have some friends that have transitioned into the real estate group. Okay. And I'm like, I'm like, I would never do that. I have a friend. She does all of that. I ask you all those questions. I do not want to do your job. Just like so you do not want to be a stand-up comedian. Well, how do you know that? Because we talked about it. Did you share, just change something from last week? I don't know. Somebody told me recently that I was funny. You are funny. <laughs> that doesn't mean you want to be a comic. That's, no. <laughs> No, I, if I, I don't even know what kind of crazy panic would set upon me if I had to stand up and do an open mic night. Yeah, just like I don't when I see those for sale by owner uh, signs in yards, I go, I would not want to do that. No. I'd rather have an expert, someone that knows what they're doing, like you, to navigate this whole process. So since you brought up the word mm-hmm. uh, FSBO yes. for sale by owner. Um, you know, National Association of Realtors has done lots and lots of studies on for sale by owners. It's mm-hmm. not what we're talking about today, but since you brought it up, um, it's his, it's historically shown that people who sell their house on their own make less money than if you were to list it with a licensed professional realtor. And often you do that because you think you're saving yourself the fees. So yeah, you you're probably o- shooting yourself in the foot. You only would do that if you're trying to save money. And it's not, this is not like, I'm not a rocket scientist. Right. You can do this on your own for sure. But I'm going to tell you this, you know, I used to have the thought before I, before I moved to real, to Minnesota, I was not a licensed realtor. Okay. And I had the thought that, you know, I could do that no problem because, you know, that's just how your brain works. But then after I got my real estate license and I realized all the things that you can do to shoot yourself in the foot. Right. When you shouldn't shoot yourself in the foot, I would never sell my house on my own <laughs> right. at all, period. I don't even think I'd sell my own house. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's like You would get one of your partners to work on it yeah, for yeah. you. Just, okay, so, fair enough. But, you know, in all fairness, uh, if you're thinking of putting your house on the market by yourself, you really should give us a call and let's talk about it, what that actually looks like. Because most of the time when, you, when you're when you doing that, first of all, you're not exposing yourself to the entire market. Right. Um, that's your first number one mistake that you'll make. But even if you do figure out a way to do that, you know, the people that see that you're doing it by yourself, they think they can lowball you ah, just gotcha. because they're like, yeah, you know, you I can I'll offer you this. And then that's why historically that for sale by owners are don't make as much money because they think that you don't know. Well, they think that you don't know. And, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do wrong. You you could easily 
uh, violate fair housing. Okay. And you could easily mess up the paperwork um, and not do the, the thing right where you then get sued afterwards. So there's a lot of things that can happen not to create any sort of panic or fear. But you really should, if you're going to do it, go into it eyes wide open so right. that you know exactly what you're in for. And you uh, provide a lot of information on our website as well. When you go to mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot. We update these links every week, every episode. You put them out there. So there's lots of things out there where you can go window shopping for houses. You can go and see you know, what you should do if you're going through a divorce. What you should do if, you know, if you just want to know if your house is increased in value. You have yes. all these resources available. Absolutely. If you're curious what's going on in your market, we encourage you to go to viewgreaterminneapolishomes.com and register because we are also doing a hundred dollar visa card drawing and that's going to be the sunday before valentine's day so be sure and go and check that out it's great for both sellers and buyers and you can actually contact us through the system and uh, you, you invite us to come and do a free market analysis, which we offer for all of our listeners. And also, if you want to start shopping for property, you can you know check out homes that are on the market. Now, when you do your free uh, market, um, free market analysis, when you come by, uh, one of the things that we talk about here is finding the person that's the right realtor for you. And I know that we encourage them to be part of the Red Hot Real Estate Group. But you have a lot of different people that could work with them that if you go, well, this person speaks this, you know, didn't say the words in a word that I under, a way that I understood. And I don't mean by accents or anything. I mean, we just all have different communication styles, right? So is it sometimes just finding somebody that works well with your style? And, you know, I think that we all have personalities. Right. And, you know, so it's always about picking somebody that you can communicate with that you feel you, you know can talk with, you mm-hmm. know, easily and fairly. And that's going to understand what your needs and your wants are. And we have... You know, as far as like uh, languages go, we have uh, different realtors that we can refer you to that have uh, your specific language needs. So if that is a thing, you can do that as well. Absolutely. Fair enough. Okay, because yep. I was more talking about, you know, style of communication versus actually that, you know, different languages. But it's good to know that you can do that as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, all languages, in mm-hmm. fact, and including American Sign Language. Wonderful. So, um, yeah, so... D- it's really just open to what you need. And that's one of the, the great things about working with our group and REMAX results, because we do have 38 offices in the Twin Cities metro area and Wisconsin. And so we have an agent that can help you no matter where you are. So you, you don't have to think that just because our office is in a certain building doesn't mean that we don't work in different areas. We cover the entire metro uh, in both states. Right. And um, if you have any questions, we encourage you to be part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And Mimi, were you going to talk about what's going on in the market right now? Or I see a, a great article over there in front of you right now. You know, I, I think that right now we're seeing that uh, people are preparing. Okay. Um, they're getting ready for uh, Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. that's just coming up. And we all know what happens after Super Bowl. That's the spring market kickoff. Right. And we've already seen a little bit of inventory tick up, and so that's great for our buyers. But it's definitely still a seller's market, but it's equaling out a little bit. Okay. Um, when I say a little bit, we're talking just a little bit. So um, if you're thinking about selling, we definitely have buyers that are looking for property like yours. So you don't need to hold off and think that it'll be hotter later. So maybe I, maybe I won't have enough people looking at it. You do see people out there looking right now, Mimi? Absolutely. Okay. It's very busy uh, considering it's just January and we're just coming off the first of the year. So um, absolutely, if that has been a, a 
inkling in your mind and you're thinking, what should I do? Who should I talk to? Give us a call during the week, 651-578-2218. And if you call us here today, you can get a copy of our guide, things to consider when buying a home and things to consider when selling a home. So, so many resources out there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And um, those are absolutely free. And we've also got a lot of really great information posted on our show page here at My Talk 107.1. And our keyword as always, is red hot. Now, speaking about what we do on our show page, we had touched this a little bit in your previous episode. We were talking about being a co-signer, and I know that you wanted to go a little deeper with that, that ep- this episode, right? Well, I do wanted to, to finish with that. Um, we talked about this last week, and we didn't have enough time because we ran out of time. It right. just goes so quickly. Yeah. But um, I see a lot of people out there, especially, you know, some people who may have had some financial issues or, you know, may have gone through a life issue where they need some assistance getting into a property and everybody, not everybody, but many people hate to rent. Yes. um, Because, you know, especially if you've owned before and then you've been for whatever reason, circumstances go into a rental situation. So, you know, we see situations like that where people will approach uh, a different person that they know, family or otherwise, and say, hey, you know, I just need somebody to co-sign okay. for me mm-hmm. so that I can get this house. Help me out. Yeah. Help me out. Get me out of this situation. And so, you know, one of the things that I that we finished on last week was, you know, one of the clients that I have worked with got into a pickle. Okay. A big pickle, in fact, where they did co-sign on a property out of state. And then the people that they co-signed with were no longer making payments on the property. All right. And so that caused them to nearly go into foreclosure. Okay. Okay. So um, what what did that look like? So what that looked like for this particular person was it was chaos. Yes. Um, You having to deal with out of state and having to come up and manage this because of the lack of cooperation. And so sometimes when people, you know, when you've done a good thing, you'll be prepared to own that. And so I think you need to know what the best case scenario is and what the worst case scenario, but you also need to have an exit strategy. How do you get out of this thing if the person you co-sign with stops making a payment? Okay. Or if they just flat out just abandon things can we get out of it or are you just going all right i'm just tanked for the next seven years if things go south you know the thing that you need to know the very first thing is that you are 100 percent responsible for that note okay um and if the person who co-signed with you if they lose their job or they become ill or they just become ornery and they just don't pay right you're still on the hook okay okay you need to know that first and foremost and so when we come back from the break, we'll, we'll continue talking about that. And we'd love to hear from you if that's happened to you or if you're considering doing it because somebody's approached you. Right. And we'll also take your questions at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with the Red Hot Real Estate Show with Mimi Shoneman. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show with Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group, your super real estate agent. And Mimi, you were talking about just going into a co-signing uh, op- uh, option Eyes wide open. Yes. Right. Okay. You know, I I think that it's a beautiful thing that you know anyone who's out there who's considering it, um, it's definitely come you know coming from a place of kindness. Right. Because it might not always be. I think that we kind of guess it'll be a family member, but it might be a best friend or somebody 
you probably trust this person and think that things are going to be okay. Yeah, but you know, the the biggest thing that you need to, to do is, as, as we mentioned, is figure out how do I get out of this if things go bad? And the first thing that you really need to think about is getting everything in writing and okay. spelled out. Okay. Exactly what, what the terms are going to be for the repayment. Um, you know, are you going to be doing this? And, you know, I'll do this for five years. And then if, if you can't refinance this and get it back in your name, then I want out. And then the spell the terms. What does that look like? So you know? would that mean like it, it, it? So this goes back to what you were saying before about like maybe for sale by owner. Is this something where if you're going to be in a co-signing situation, should I sit down with a real estate attorney who helps me spell out all those te- those terms, Mimi? So, you know, we are not licensed attorneys. So, right. yes, we do have real estate attorneys that we can refer you to to help you draft any sort of okay. document that you might need. But you definitely want to start with, you know, talking, talk with us. Okay. Real estate professionals, because we do have just a variety of things that we can, that we know that we can help you with. And if we can't help you with whatever it is that you need, we definitely can refer you to where you need to go. Okay. But, you know, just like you and me, let's yes. just say, you know, I was just a little bit short. Let's just say that I just went through a divorce mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm now paying more rent, more in rent than I was for my house. But I had to sell my house because we were getting because we were I got up. a divorce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I know you just won the lottery, Miss Shannon. Right. And so I say to you, you know, hey, we've been working together for a couple of years. You know my story. You know, I'm you've good. done well with your credit. I just need a little boost. I'm good. I'm good for it. Yeah. Um. So you, then you say, yeah, I'm gonna give you some my lottery money so you mm-hmm. can get into a house and your payment will be less than what you're paying in rent because rents in the cities for a three bedroom easily sixteen hundred or more depending right. on where you are. So that's nothing to just you know chuckle about. So you know, so I'm just so happy that you've done this. And then you then you have like what they call the the terrors at night because yes. you're like, what have I just done? I don't really know her. We're not related, mm-hmm. you know. I, I just you know, I just didn't want to say no because because she. Cause I want to do a good thing. She, she just needed my help. I see her every week right. and I work with her. And there's a lot of pressure and, you know, and she caught me off guard. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm not above asking questions that, you know, people, right. so you need to think about that. You know, yes, you might be caught off guard and but you need to think about it. So, yeah, maybe you've got some money sitting in the bank. You know, it's getting hardly any interest at all. What are you going to do to ensure that you get your investment back? Or maybe you really are going to go into this thing. You're going to co-sign for it and you're going to, you know, do it 50-50 or it's going to be an investment property. How are you going to get your money back and when? Can I ask a question? So when I say I'm co-signing, what if they go, well, I have the down payment. I just need you to sign on it too as, as well because my credit's not great. Exactly. So how does that work? So I'm still stuck, even if I didn't put any money into it. Do people do that as well? Yes. Okay. And so that is a great question because if you're going to co-sign on a mortgage with somebody else, it is going to affect your credit. It can affect you positively or negatively. But the thing that you need to know is that if there's any delinquency at all, um, that is going to appear on your credit and their credit. Okay. Okay. So you've got this arrangement with your co-signer. Okay. I'll do this for you, but it's all you. Right. You got to make the payments. You got to pay the insurance. You got to keep the maintenance up. It's, it's all you. Right. I'm just going to be paper. Oh yeah. It's never just paper. Okay. Okay. It's never just paper. So what happens if this person has an accident and they Mm -hmm. can't go to work or they get laid off or if they become sick or if their parent becomes sick and they got to travel and then they miss 
work and they get fired. You know, there's a, there's a whole lot of what ifs that happen in the world. So you should probably think to yourself, what is the, the co-signers plan B? Right. You know, so have that conversation with them, but put it in writing because that's the only way that you're going to protect yourself. You don't want to find yourself in a, in a situation where you then have to, you know, get out of it and force the force a sale. Okay. You know, maybe a lawsuit, this and that. If you have it all spelled out by a real estate attorney, mm-hmm. exactly what the terms are of this, this gift, then you, you'll be in a much better situation. You do also have to prepare, though, even if you have it in writing, right. life can happen and they could miss a payment and maybe they're too embarrassed to let you know this. And then okay. somehow you get start getting these 1-800 robocalls on your phone going, what is happening? And yes. that's how you learn that, oh, by the way, this mortgage payment is behind 60 days, yes. 90 days. Then that's not the way that you want to have to handle this thing and have that awkward conversation of what do you have going on over yeah, there because okay you, now you've been dinged for 60 90 days and maybe neither one of you can refinance at that point because okay. you've been late and then you've got to wait 12 months so you've got to be able to figure out what is your emergency escape plan and it's especially vulnerable i think for the person who's not actually invested in the property so the person that's not living there exactly okay. you know the person that's living there is is really the one that's going to be making the payments and the one that's that you've helped to do the favor for so just be sure and talk that out go into it eyes wide open And make sure that you have a strategy. Okay. So the thing to also know is that even if the mortgage payments are made on time and in full each month, being a co-signer on the mortgage, it could count against you uh, for future loans. Okay. So let's just say that you decided, okay, I'm going to do this for you. And and you've done that for me. And now I've got this house. Right. But then you decide, oh, I've still got this money from the lottery that I won. Now, I want to go buy a house. Yeah, but you don't have a full amount to do it yourself. Well, now your debt-to-income ratio is going to be different than it was. Oh, so if I'm co-signer on a house, does that entire debt count against me or half of it? Or how does it work? You're on the hook. For the whole thing? You're on the hook for the whole thing. And so that's going to take... That's going to take up some of your debt to income, and it's going to also restrict your ability to borrow additional money for okay. things that you want. Or maybe you want to go out and you want to get a nice a nice yacht. Yes. Because we got lakes. Yes. Or you, you've always had your eyes on this dream car, but now you can't. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're angry, right? right? So you're like, I did this thing, but now what I've done is I've hurt myself right. doing this thing. So there's that to think of. And, you know, as far as the debts, um, as a co-signer, you need to be prepared to do the paperwork that the credit that the creditor is going to need. So you're going to need to provide your W-2s, your all of your tax returns, all that sort of thing, too, in addition to this other person so that they can look and make sure that, yes, you are, in fact, qualified. So that's going to be some organization on your part. If you're not a particularly organized person, right, that's going to cause you some stress. So you want to think about that. And lastly, consider whether your help for this person is really going to be to their best benefit in the long run. So if if they're just base barely able to make those payments after you've done them this favor and they're going to be, you know, living hand to mouth every single month, paycheck to paycheck. Are you really helping them at the end of the day? 
Um, maybe it would be better off if you connected them with somebody to put together a financial plan. Okay. So that they could then, you know, say, okay, yeah, I really, really want it, but maybe it's a smarter move for me to slow down, mm-hmm. take a deep breath, and, you know, maybe save up some money or come up with a, a program. Right. So just go into co signing. Eyes wide open, and we encourage you to contact us if that's something you're considering so that we can talk it out with you. We also encourage you to be part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. So, Mimi, what are we going to cover when we get back? You know, the thing I think we will, since it's the first of the year, I think it's a good thing for people to, to think about when you're getting ready to purchase or sell property, what you should think about before you actually do it. All right. If you have a question, you can call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 with our super real estate agent, Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results. Again, we encourage you to go to the website, mytalk1071.com. Use the keyword Red Hot. We have all those hot links up there every episode. Yeah, you absolutely want to check out the links. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the thing that we encourage you to do is to take advantage of our Visa gift card drawing and right. register at viewgreatermineapolishomes.com. There's great information on there uh, for you can shop to your heart's delight. All the the properties that are on the market right now, you can also schedule appointments, all kinds of great information. Contact us directly through that link. So be sure and check that out. And the the Sunday before Valentine's Day, we'll be doing a live drawing on air for a winner. And I think it's great if people go to viewgreaterminneapolishomes.com. If you're going to window shop for things anyway, like say you're one of those people that's always online looking at shoes. And I, we bring up shoes because you and I both like shoes. But Who it's a great like example. Shoes? There's some, I have friends that they're purse people, not shoes. Just so well, you know me. You can be both. Okay. I don't. Okay. I, mm, mm. I feel like this. Are you Minneapolis St. Paul, Mimi? I don't think you can be both. What? <laughs> I'm not from here. I can be both. So. so I do think it's interesting, though, like if you go to view greater Minneapolis homes dot com, it's a good opportunity for you because one of the things you say, Mimi, is that you can plan for these things. We have uh, real estate and mortgage professionals that can help you go. Oh, you want to be in what kind of home? Let's see what it looks like. Yes. So maybe it's not we can do this on Monday, but we can do this six months from now. We can help you figure out how to come up with a plan to do this by this time next year. Yes. So you can look at the type of properties that you might be interested in and then narrow down. Do I need need this many bedrooms should i be planning for this style of home those things i think that when you spend a lot of time at first um just looking online the the first thing that you're looking for is you know to to determine what is it that i like okay um what style you know really you know trips my trigger right and you know that's the kind of thing that's important for you to figure out and and that's why you know looking online is super helpful Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is it's always different when you're actually in the space. Okay. You know, so when you actually step, and I hear that f- this from buyers all the time, it looks so different online. Ah, it looks okay. bigger. It looked wider. It looked brighter. It looked taller. You know, it, and so there's, you know, there's so many things that you can do now with photography um, to make to make the properties look so good. And oh, that, that illusion factor. Well, not even, you know, there is the truth in whatever that's called. Right. Um, that you need to, to represent it as it is. But Fair you enough. can't help it if it's a wide lens camera mm-hmm. and it looks wide. 
or yes. it looks bright, you right. know, those sorts of things. But that's the first thing you want to determine is, you know, what do you like a Rambler style or you hate them because that's what your mom had. Right. You know, and I'll never live in one of those. But then when so then you eliminate looking at those. And then when you finally go to one, you go, I really love it. (laughs) It's it's exactly what I want. I don't know why I didn't want to look at these. And I hear that a lot with split entry properties, too. Like, I hate those things. What do you mean with split by split entry? I'm not sure I know what that when you walk in and you got a landing and you can go up and down. Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. So, you know, I have a lot of people that say, I don't want to see those. I don't, I just don't like them. I don't know, because there's not enough room to turn around. Well, <laughs> you know, yes, some of them have that issue. It's not, but are you really going to be coming in your front door? You know, and are hanging you, out? Are you going to come in the garage? You right. know, like we all True. do. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, you know, you might be able to get a great value in a good neighborhood because something is a small thing like that, you know. So you want to keep an open mind. And if you are an owner of these types of properties, and let's say that you know that that's a stigma that your style of house has, you want to sell against that okay. feature. Okay, right. you want to you want to talk about it and talk about how much room there is, and you you make it so that it overcomes the objection before the objection happens. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, so that's an interesting thing. So then, if I had one of those split entry, like you saying that people don't like coming in the front door. Would you have your real estate agent bring people in through the garage even like we're like, well, this is how you'd enter it. Like, and well, how do you make that decision as a real estate agent? You know, that's you have the conversation with the seller mm-hmm. and talk about what is the best. What is the first ta-da moment that you're going to have when okay. you come in? And so, you know, usually coming in through the garage, because that's not usually the, the best ta-da moment. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, too, you're going to be coming through the door where the lockbox is. Okay. And so you want to have that conversation with your real estate professional. We we talk about, you know, when I first walked into your house, what was my first impression? What what wowed me? Okay. Was it the great big, nice, long living room and the hardwood floors that were just gorgeous and, you know, the beautiful uh, picture window in the front that looked out onto this gorgeous maple tree? You know, what is it that's really the feature, the best thing that you want them to see first? Right. To kind of go, oh, yeah. You know, because that's the way buyers are. They walk in and they either go, oh, yeah, or they go, oh, no. Right. And, you know, you don't want that to be. And you do talk often with your sellers. You've mentioned this before about don't, you know, take your emotion of this being your home out of the equation once you decide to sell your house. Right. right? Okay. You, You have to, from the minute that you start getting even the thought, you need to say to yourself, this is not a home. This is a house. Okay. It is real estate. And that must be really difficult for some people. It's extraordinarily difficult because, you know, buying property, if you're going to live in it, is emotional. Right. Because it it evokes all sorts of different things. Memories, memories that you want to make, things like that. And so you're looking for a feeling. Right. You know what I mean? And that's why when, you know, when we meet with sellers and we talk to them about what the best thing they can do. Mm Mm-hmm that they can do for the property well you need to think about having a budget for when you get ready to sell you know because a lot of times what people will say is oh i wish i would have done that while i was living here because i really love it now you know it looks so good (laughs) you know you know if you are if you think you know you're within five years of selling go ahead and do that stuff now Mm -hmm. and what is that stuff right you know so where where do you stop and start okay um so you know if your kitchen is super dated 
Um, and you're just like, you know, I just, I always wanted to get my cabinets done and my counters and, you know, the floors, but it's just not, it's just not, it doesn't look good. Okay. So we need to have a conversation. So I can't have that discussion here on the air. Mm-hmm. I need to see the stuff. So if, if you're, so you can go, well, maybe we just need to freshen up the paint and take off and, and replace the hardware, or maybe we need to rip them out. Well, can I can help tell, them, tell you. them. Yes. And so I'm just going to put this nugget out there. Um, we have a great Facebook page, Red Hot Real Estate Group. If you have pictures of your property and you want us to look at them, just oh, fun. post them mm-hmm. and we'll talk about it. Right. But uh, I do need to see it because I'm a visual person. Right. And so I'll give you a for instance. So uh, there was a, a two-story property that had a kitchen on the main, as they do. Yes. And it was in the back of the house. But the way that the sun, I forget which direction it faced, and I'm not good at that direction stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know. They must have taught that different in Minnesota <laughs> than where I grew up. But um, anyway, it was a dark kitchen, and it didn't get a lot of light. Okay. Okay. And the cabinets had been painted, and they were streaky and ugly. Okay. So I'm just going to say it. They were really not good at all. and. So what we had was that we had them do an enameling paint job on the kitchen cabinets. And I'm telling you what, it took up the light factor 100 degrees. It changed that kitchen. It transformed it. And that's a relatively easy upgrade. Easy and affordable. But people are afraid to paint cabinets, especially the ones that are and I'm doing air quotes. Yes. Hard wood. Okay. Okay. So, you know, it's very fearful. You right, know, but they're software. You have to leave it. You have to leave it. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm afraid to do that because what if I don't like it and then I can't change it? You have to listen to the professionals. And right. Let let us help guide you. What's going to make a difference financially for you? I'm going to say that this this transformation on that cabinetry probably gave them an additional twenty thousand dollars. Wow. When it came time to sell, huge deal. Made that big of a transformation, and probably made it a more livable space for them as well while they were in it, right? And rather than having as a seller, you you know yourself, you, you you're the seller, yes. Miss Shannon, and you say to me, my cabinets are ugly, and I don't want to do anything. I just want to sell it as is. Okay, fair enough. So when we get the thirty showings, you know, the first couple of days, and all you hear is. The cabinets Cabinets are so bad. I'm just, no, cabinets are bad. Cabinets are bad. And you hear it over and over and over again. And you're like, so then it starts to to wear on you psychologically. And you're like, God, people are cruel. (laughs) But you were cruel too. So you're saying to me, but we priced it right for the cabinets being ugly. Mm. But if you don't get an offer, maybe you didn't. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so maybe that money would have been worthwhile and it would have brought you First of all, top dollar, and it would have brought you an offer faster, and it would have helped you psychologically not be so stressed to hear this over and over right. and over again. This is your home that now you have to listen to people talk bad about when you could just fix it a little listen, bit. Listen, I can't tell you the number of sellers that have wallpaper that they adore, and it's nice looking wallpaper, and then have to hear somebody say over and over again, I hate that wallpaper, oh. and I wouldn't pay anything for that house because it's got wallpaper. And, you know, and you're going, but that's beautiful. And I, I paid $30 a square foot for that right. wallpaper. It's like gold in there, flex. <laughs> and, you know, it, but you have to understand. And that's why having the consultation with us will help you understand what you should do. That's going to bring you the the most money and it's going to cause you 
you the least amount of stress and help you get your home sold fast. All right. So we are going to cover some more tips on how to help you get your home sold. And what else do you want to cover when we get back, Mimi? That's what we're going to cover when we get back. Okay. Make sure you call us as well at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 with Mimi Shoneman, your host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show and super real estate agent from Remax Results. And we encourage people again, go to our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword Red Hot. Make sure you register at viewgreaterminneapolishomes.com as well because you have that great gift card giveaway that's going on right now. Yeah, we're giving away a $100 Visa gift card for, we're doing a drawing live here in studio. Uh, the week before Valentine's Day. Which is fantastic. And so, you know, love on us a little bit, y'all. Yes. And uh, be sure and, and register. And then you can love on yourself because you don't have to worry about whether somebody else buys you your flowers and your chocolate. You got your Visa <laughs> gift card yourself. Yeah. Get don't worry about and, anybody. You know, get your, pamper yourself the way you like it. Exactly. And if you have a question, call us 651-641-1071. That's the number for the Red Hot Real Estate Show. And uh, Mimi, we've been doing, talking about some things to consider uh, before you sell your home. Yes. Correct? Mm-hmm. And so usually it's the kitchen and the bathroom question that we always get right and so it's just amazing what you can do in a kitchen and a bathroom for very little money to make it look really really good and you did talk about maybe doing a nice paint upgrade on your cabinets not being fearful yes get some good advice but get a get an opinion Mm -hmm. so call us 651-578-2218 we give you an opinion about it and what we really think especially if it's in your neighborhood if it's really gonna if it's really bad um, which we do see some cabinets that have not had a lot of love. Okay. And so, you, you know, those kind of things, first of all, you know, a good deep cleaning, maybe that's going to be the transformation that you need. And cleaning is, is cheap. Right. You know, just a little soap. So I'll get off that soapbox right there. But um, that's the thing that buyers really are looking for is, is, you know, yeah, it's not perfect, but has it, does it have the feeling that it's been maintained well? Right. And so, you know, a lot of people will forego, forego doing things that are detail cleaning, like the, in your laundry room, you know, if we walk in there and there's cobwebs from, you know, two decades ago, that's And tells, dust bunnies over in the closet, and, I mean, in the corner. You know, the top of your water heater, it's, you know, two inches deep. That, that tells us something. Right. It just does. And, you know, so then you th- then the buyer is thinking and the agent is thinking, well, we need a home warranty for starters in this. And that's six hundred dollars. Right. You know, so, you know, just do some of the basics and beforehand. I think you probably well, you mentioned this before is to walk through it like a new person would walk through your house because there might be an area that you don't go into very often because it's just not that part. Think that this person is going to look in every nook and cranny of your yes. house, right? They are going to open your cabinets yeah, um, because that's part of the house. Mm-hmm. They should not be opening your drawers. Fair enough. But Fair they'll enough. open your closet because okay. that's part of the house and they want to see where the storage is. So when they open the house, if the ironing board falls on them, Ooh. you know, because you've stuffed it too full, that's, <laughs> right? that's telling them there's not enough room. Okay. In this house for stuff. Right. Um, so, you know, that's one of the, the things that the, you know, getting it ready 101 is the decluttering. And that can be overwhelming for a lot of folks, especially if you've lived in a home for a long, long time. Right. Um, you've got sentimental things. Maybe you're storing things for family members or your kids mm-hmm. and they've gone off to college and you've got trunks and boxes of stuff. And you're, but they're going to come back and get it. No, no, <laughs> no they're not. And, you know, and because I mean, my mother, I had that conversation. She 
she threw away a good Louis Vuitton wallet because I wouldn't come home and get it. I'm like, well, there you go. That'll teach you. So, you know, things like that do happen. So you just need to let the people that you're storing stuff for know, here's the deadline. Right. And I'm not playing. Do you really want this? Yes. You know, I'm going to put it in a storage unit that you can start paying for. Yes. Got it. So the things that you can do that are cheap and, you know, it's kind of a pain in the neck and you're like, yeah, but won't the magic erasers work? (laughs) You know, yes, to a certain point, but what you really are looking for is a blank, neutral palette on your walls and hopefully the same thing throughout, unless there's some like anchor walls where you're looking to do, you know, some designer contrasting, but that's a whole different show. Like a focus type wall? Yes. Okay. I mean, so for the most part, you're looking for a neutral palette throughout because there is nothing sexier than the smell of paint. Got it. Okay. That's, that is the bomb. Even cookies? Yes. Okay. Paint, you forget the cookies, just paint <laughs> and even have a paint can sitting in your closet Ooh. with a, you know, maybe put a cookie on your paint. Can. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Bonus. In addition to the painting, I, you know, I get, you know, questions about flooring. Mm-hmm. Um, so if your flooring is atrocious, uh, because for whatever reason, let's say you have pets or it's just 45 years old. Yeah. Um, do something about it. It Flooring is cheap. If you can't do flooring, please clean it. Okay. And, you know, maybe, you know, people say, well, shouldn't I just give a credit? Um, you know, buyers can't smell your credit. Okay. They can't walk on your credit. They can't, they can't sometimes envision what it would look pretty. Okay. And new and fresh. I'm serious. You can get carpet for a, $2 a square foot. Okay. And a, a little pad underneath there, and it's it's just You're like good to go. it's like having a brand new house. So those are the two things that I really really suggest that are, are great uses of your money. Um, you know, and I also get questions about well, you know, I'm only going to do the the hallway. Well, I I disagree with that philosophy. Okay. You, do you mean you're only going to do the carpet in the I'm hallway? I'm only going to replace the, the stairs because that's the only thing that's okay. bad. All right. But you can't get something that's going to match the rest of the house. Right. Do that as a last result. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really can't afford it, and but try to get it as closely as possible as a match. Um, but if they're really wrecked, it's better to do that to replace it than to not. Well, Mimi, once we move into the bathroom, what are the primary things that you tell people that they might want to invest in to make their bathroom look its best? Well, let's talk about what what kind of things have you seen in people's bathrooms that you were like, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, like maybe like back to the cabinets. A lot of times I'm like, okay, I want storage, but those cabinets are like, they they're just wrong for this room. Like they take up the wrong room, the the wrong amount of room, or they look like they're falling apart. Well, I think that, that bothers me. The thing that we see too is like the the older fifty style homes, and a lot of times people have questions about the subway tile. Okay, and the the beautiful colors that are you know from that era, you know the pinks, the lime greens, mm-hmm. you know the the powder blues, that sort of thing. They're always concerned: should they get rid of it? Should they keep it? So my feeling about that is that they should keep it. Okay, um, because it, it's period with the house and you can decorate to make that look contemporary so maybe you have to do a really good cleaning like go down there and make sure that the grout doesn't look all gross well but. I, I think that that's part of it but mm-hmm. i think in addition to that you can decorate to make that look to soften it up for instance you know we had a house that we put on the market that had the pink subway tile and that looks phenomenal with a gray okay so you can soften that up a lot with gray accessories your shower curtain uh, linens 
rugs and you know sort baskets and things like that that will soften that up to not make it look look you know pepto bismol okay so things like that that you can do to soften that up now if you don't have a lot of storage in your bathroom and you've got all kinds of cabinets in there to store your things yes what that does is it calls attention to the fact that the bathroom is small. Right. So you might want to think about pulling some of that out and storing it in a different closet for the time that you're getting the house ready for the market. Okay. To make your bathroom look bigger. And, you know, there's lots of tricks like that that we can help folks with. You know, you people ask the question of, well, my basement, you know, I, I could finish my basement. And, you know, what would that do? Well, you know, we think that the finishing a basement, clearly you would be able to comp your house with other base, other homes in your neighborhood that right. have finished basements. So that would hopefully, you know, be able to, to bring the value of your home up. But when the property appraises, the underground finished square feet is not the same as above ground. So oh, okay. you want to make sure that you're comparing apples to apples with what you're doing. How about the hardware in the bathroom? Is that really important or not as much? You know... Yes, it is important okay. in, in the not it's not the end of the world. But if your if your hardware looks cruddy okay. and you don't have the money to spend, you can take those off and you can spray paint them. Oh, OK. And that will save you a lot of money and then you can just put it right back on. So there's lots of tips and tricks that you want to do. Um, I think that um, also things on the outside that's going to be able to have give you more curb appeal especially in the winter okay um so one of the things that if you're able to do if the temperature will cooperate with you is to give a splash of color on your front door so that you people can see it they know where the main entrance is right something that's going to be complementary with your roof your siding color and also your shutters if you have shutters so don't go orange just because you know it needs to match into the scheme of what you have going on with your house you want it to look fresh and okay. you want it to look bright and you want it to look you know current and so whatever that happens to be for your your color style of house you want to make sure that people can see that and that things are clean um, you might want think about putting out some, you know, faux flowers, like a faux, like greenery on the front okay. just to give it a little bit of something in All the right. winter. Because, I mean, there's only so much we can do in the winter when we're trying to do curb appeal. Exactly. So, you know, little things like that. Maybe get rid of the really dirty snow. <laughs> like, if, like if you had that snow from the straight snowblower, maybe yeah, move that. Right. Okay. Right. I don't know how to decorate around that, <laughs> but um, there's lots of things that you can do. And we encourage people to, to call and get our guides or go uh, to our website here and download those and uh, call us with any questions during the week 651-578-2218 also go to our website mytalk1071.com keyword red hot